This week on the BAMFCAST, it's the third week of March to Cascos, and the secret ingredient is... Milano Cookies! One star, weary. All right, welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, hey BAMFCAST. Episode 218. Yeah, 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 sure is. That's some numbers. Mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mac. I'm BJ. And I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Babcast is sometimes we have theme months. A lot of times we have theme months. Like March to Costco's. Yay! <laughs> and then we, Yay! Well, what we do, even when it's not a theme month, is we go and we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. Mm-hmm. We come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then the movies, they get ratings. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one five Jackson's and Robot Jack. Yes. And the bad bad movies, as a stay away, they get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags, as in douchebags and for Twilight. Uh, ah, that's a terrible movie. Yuck. Boo. <laughs> so, week three of March to Costco's has gotten us a little punchy. <laughs> we, we watched 1994's Double Dragon. Hooray! Yeah! Double Dragon! Sure. Also because it's St. Robert Patrick's Day yesterday. Oh, you <laughs> son of a <laughs> Yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah. Synergy. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Theme months coming I like, together. I like that you just did the little hand. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, he did the synergy hand motion. Fingers coming this together thing. Things coming together. Right. <laughs> so we're all just latched onto that enthusiasm Chuck has. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's read a plot summary. Try something new. Mm. Two brothers have half of a powerful ancient Chinese talisman. An evil gang leader has the other half and determines to get the brother's half and have a complete medallion so he can gain absolute power. Absolutely. Is he a gang leader? (sighs) He leads some gangs. He becomes a gang leader. Let's put it that way because he unites all the gangs. Right. He's really just a businessman. Businessman. Richest guy in the world, they say at one point in time. Yeah. Tony Stark. Sure. Kind of is. He kind of builds Stark Tower at one point. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. We're the in the cast. future. Uh, yeah. We're going to go yeah, right the, the distant future. future of 2007. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. In New Los Angeles? Or New no, Angeles. Lu- New Angeles. New Angeles. Yeah. Let's talk about the cast real fast. Okay. Obviously, as Mark DeCosco's. Hooray! Qualifies. Yes. Uh, Scott Wolf from Party of Five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, Robert Patrick, as we mentioned. Yay! Yeah. 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 The evil guy. They have Kataki mushroom. Kogashugo. Coco Puko. Oh, right. Am I right? Shockingly, that insult is not used in the movie. No, it totally is. Oh, yeah, it totally is. Is it? It's towards the end. Yep. That's why I said I couldn't come up with that on my own. I had stopped listening. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who else? Alyssa Milano. Oh. Yay. Milano cookies. She's pretty. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um, some people. Al <laughs> Leong. Yes. Well, yeah. Bam Castellone. There's a bunch of like, Al that guys that show up. Al Michael Berryman shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Bam Castellone. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Other people. And a cast of thousands. Vanna White. <laughs> oh, well. George <laughs> Hamilton. George Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Andy, Andy Dick. <laughs> as themselves. What? It's crazy. This is nuts. Ugh. So I also want to point out that uh, Al Young and his partner, the two henchmen, were Huey and Lewis. Right. Yes. Because they come in at one point, and Robert Patrick asks them what the news is. Huey, Lewis, what's the news? Yeah, there's lots of bad moments like that in Double Dragon. 
Yeah, let's talk about the plot if we can. Sure. Um, yeah, as we said, it's post-earthquake that apparently happened in 2000-ish. Yes, 2000. Uh, that shook the foundation of Los Angeles, created a big river of gunk. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And now... Sort of just expanded the L.A. River. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> filled it with poison. Right. Gas- well, more gasoline, poison. water. Flammable poison. More liquid. <laughs> And okay. basically, uh, since that happened, I guess the gangs went rampant, and uh, the police were like, hey, we're going to institute a curfew. We're off the streets when uh, sunset happens. Because it's the, too dangerous. The nights are yours. Yeah. And we'll just keep peace during the day. Whatever happens at night, it's on you. Because right. the night. We'll put signs up telling people when the curfew is, if they're out after curfew. So it's kind of like the purge if the purge happened every night. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Okay. So yeah, that's the basic plot. Uh, the movie opens in somewhere in China. Mm-hmm. Not important where. Nope. Nope. But it's eh, just a village. China. We wouldn't know where it was if just they told a, us. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's just a village of thatch roof cottages. Mm-hmm. Thatch roof cottages. <laughs> and what? there's ra- <laughs> random invading <laughs> what? Mongolians. Yeah. And no. Well, okay. It's basically it's Robert Patrick's gang, but I mean. It's traditional Chinese farmer and monk garb versus guys that are dressed like invading Mongolians, basically. Mm-hmm. Ninja, mm-hmm. stupid 90s ninja costumes and burning all the villages. One of them's a yeah. lady. And Shredder. Shredder yeah. is a lady. Shredder is a lady. Yeah, but they're they're chasing down half of the medallion, which is in Candle Temple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. which, Candle Cave. One, Candle yeah, Cave. Candle Cave. And one of the monks is supposed to be guarding it, but is doing a terrible job because he has to watch what's happening. <laughs> And then well, he basically goes, oh, they saw me. And let me run running, right to- Yeah, by running to it, he leads them to it. Right. And then he looks at it when he makes eye contact with the Shredder Ninja. Now, mm-hmm. it's quickly alluded to that all these monks have cut out their own tongues so that they cannot reveal the location. That's how dire this is. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And then there's one dumbass monk who's up on the, has to watch what's going on, and gets mm-hmm. spotted, and then runs right to the medallion. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So they deserve what they got. He's not smart. Right. Half your brain is in your tongue. Sure. Right. Totally. What? It's a fact. Yeah. I think that's lizards. Oh. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah. I don't know much I about don't the know. Chinese. They get... Uh, anyway, Shredder, Shredder Lady, who is uh, his henchman, uh, Slash or Whip or something. Lang, Lamb, Luna. Lash. 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 I knew it was a Oh, because whip a thing. Whip thing. Yeah. yeah. Get it? Yeah. Oh, that um, makes sense. Yeah. She's the Shredder Ninja Lady, and she's got the half of the medallion. <laughs> it takes it back to Robert Patrick. He's like, finally, I have the exposition medallion I've always wanted. Two halves, both body and soul, <laughs> yeah. brought together. And oh fuck, there's only half of it here. What what's going on here, guys? No, can wait, we, you're, can you're, we discuss Robert Patrick first? I was gonna say because when he pops his head up on camera, I almost choked on ice cream. <laughs> it is the best moment That's of the film. That's not a euphemism. He, <laughs> no, yeah, I was he was eating ice cream, ice cream and he choked. Uh, yeah, Robert Patrick shows up with a bleached, most of it uh, like a like a. Longer flat top. Yeah. Bleached. He's basically got vanilla ice's hair. Kind of. Yeah. At least much. on the top. Yeah. He doesn't have like the crazy zigzags carved into the back no, of his head. That would he should have. But the top is, is that blonde pompadour type mm-hmm. thing. He's got a sweet, well-groomed goatee black. facial thing yeah. going on. It he, is in stark contrast to his blonde hair. It is very uh, black. Stark contrast. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he's, and he's yeah. Sweet shades. <laughs> yes. Which becomes a plot point for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, man, his appearance when you first see him, it's like, oh my god, Robert Patrick. Yep, you can't help but laugh. No, that's your first it, instinct. It's kind of like Dennis Hopper when he shows up in in uh, 
Super Mario, Mario Brothers, Brothers. and mm-hmm. he's got like the cornrow things. You're like, holy shit, why did they do that to him? Yeah. How did he let them do that to him? Well, that's Dennis Hopper. Robert yeah. Patrick was just like, yeah, do Patrick whatever. Like, I'm in the movie yeah, still, so he's I'm like, good. I was in the Terminator. <laughs> yeah. The second one. Right. The one everyone loves. <laughs> Remember me? They'll make more later that suck, yeah. but right now I'm on. I'm king of the world. Mm-hmm. So bleach my hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I. What I appreciate about him is mm-hmm. much like in in uh, in the Marine. Yeah, he's just like I'm. Just going for it. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have fun, and I'm gonna look like I'm having as much fun as I can possibly have making this movie. Yeah, he doesn't. See, he doesn't play it like he's above it, which he could yeah. easily do. He he just. It's like, hey, they're paying me. I might as well have fun. Mm-hmm. Put me in a crazy outfit and do whatever you want to do to my head. And I'm just going to ham it up. Yeah. And he does a lot with his facial expressions throughout the course of this movie, too, which... He's very good with his eyebrows. Yeah. Which actually becomes (laughs) like a signature thing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Later in the movie. Yeah. It does, but... But yeah, so... Yeah. We're introduced to him. He's like, where's the other half? You idiots. Get me the thing. And then cut to the thing, which is around the neck of a lady... Who's at a, at a kicky punchy tournament? Mm-hmm. <laughs> kicky punchy tournament, yes. I don't, My favorite yeah. underground yes. kicky punchy tournament. Right. Well, they don't have legal ones now that the fall of L.A. has happened. Yeah, of course. Unsha- unsanctioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, kicky punchy tournament. Yeah. And so the Lee brothers are there. Yeah. <laughs> brothers, brothers, if you could see. Mark Dacascos <laughs> is Jimmy. Yeah. Scott Wolf is Billy. Mm-hmm. They are blood relatives. They look very much alike. Somehow. They have the same father. But it's quickly established that as they're fighting, that Scott Wolf is the, the hot-headed one no, the who's not good at fighting and is also an asshole. <laughs> and Mark Tacoscos is the one who can beat the hell out of anybody, but apparently his brother will always get in the way and screw things up for him. Mm-hmm. Well, his brother is the Mark Tacoscos character from Scorcher. He's yeah. that jerky, sarcastic, Somewhat, yeah. like, hey, I, look at me, I'm doing things, and... You know, it's like they're they're having this like tag team karate match or whatever, and Mark Dacascos gets in there and starts kicking the guy's ass, and then Scott Wolf's like, My turn, yoink, and then gets in there and just like three stooges the guy, just jumps on his back and starts giving him noogies, which mm-hmm. I the referee's like, No, against the rules, you're disqualified, the other guys win. And then Scott Wolf's like, Oh come on. Yeah. <laughs> what? I was having some fun. How dare you? And they lose. And mm-hmm. then start another fight after. Well, I mean, the guys come over and taunt them a little bit. Like, a little bit, yeah, but instead of just high fiving them and saying "good game," they fucking just Scott Wolf is just like, "No, fuck you guys!" and just starts throwing haymakers yeah. and roundhouse kicks. And Mark Casas is like, "Well, shit, okay, I guess Donnie I'm in Brooke. this." Yeah, but this starts a karate bro <laughs> because everybody swarms out like of the it. stands. And just popcorn goes flying in the air, mm-hmm. and then everyone's just like, "Fuck yeah!" Just all kick each other in the face, mm-hmm. and they get out. Yep, and, and they <laughs> and they ride in the car, and, and they get in their family and, truckster. Yeah, and none of it's none of it's particularly well filmed. Mm-hmm. Let's note this. I mean, and this looks very much like an early '90s. Hey, we're trying to do the future movie. Yeah, it's like there mm-hmm. were templates for that thing. Yeah, like the lighting, every like you know exactly. Like you've seen Super Mario Brothers, you know exactly what this movie looks like. Well, of- I think it started with like. The first Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, I was, was gonna just, say it was just like, like a that Ninja Turtles yeah. look. Yeah, just like bring them in next next kids movie sort of yeah. teenager yeah. movie. The Giver had that exact yeah. same look too. Yeah, where it's like poorly lit but spotlighting stuff and a lot of 
bright color. It's, it looks horrible now. Like like it just it's dated so poorly. Yeah, that it. Ugh. It just, it just drives me crazy to look at it. That's what we. Hey, we're pros. That's what we had to do. I know. We looked at it. Yeah. I know, but I don't remember the '90s being like that. Even though they probably. Oh well, we're gonna get to a scene later where I I had a sudden realization about the '90s and I was like, "Fuck the '90s!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, like but it, yeah, after they, after the karate book, they're in the car and they're talking and they're like, "Oh, we could have really used that money." Oh, gee, uh, punchy dialogue, not punchy. And <laughs> there's, there's your '90s, but uh, and apparently they're they're riding in this futuristic station wagon that runs on garbage. Yeah, and. There's a big fusion reactor thing in the middle and a giant f- f- fireball coming out of the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're just throwing garbage in. And it looks like he's wiping his hands with a roadmap. It's he was doing that for a long time. Yeah, he was. Like, mm-hmm. he just had the filthiest hands. And it was just like... And they, this car has like 12 roadmaps in it. Yeah. But... Well, there's a common theme that, I'm no- that I noticed throughout the course of this movie. Mm-hmm. Is the director must have said, if you don't have a line or anything, you need to be doing something. Yeah. Like just figure out what it is, but you need to be doing something. Look busy. Yeah. Because you'll see guys in the background, like when there's fights, they'll just be throwing fake punches at nobody yeah. and like jumping around. And it's like, no, everyone else is fighting someone. You're just <laughs> kind of dancing back there. It kind there. of makes me, I mean, this is giving the movie way too much credit, but I'm wondering if like they were trying to capture that background and animation of a video game, like the guys on the back mm-hmm. doing something while... Things are. I mean, yeah. Like I said, I have a feeling that was not the directive at all. It was just like make it busy because kids like swirly, crazy colors and things moving mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, but for for this one, I don't know because they commit to this video game eh? in in, in sur- it, it, that doesn't service the story well, at all. Well, the sad thing is, is like this this video game would could make a pretty kick ass movie. I mean, the basic plot... It's basically the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this idea, like, okay, they actually came up with a good enough plot of this curfew thing, which I don't think was ever established. I mean, the fiction mm-hmm. of Double Dragon is very it's, liberal. It's, it's a not much story there. history there. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to it, but... Wasn't it, it just there on the street? They're basically roaming the street. Guy comes out, punches, and, and yeah, stomach punches takes the girl. Takes girl. Yeah. Yeah. Still yeah. the girl. But I'm just saying, this, this setup is actually pretty fascinating. I mean, like... We're outside, it's after curfew, and have them steal the girl and go fight through gangs. That's all you had to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, this was exactly my thought, was it's like, they had the template pretty easily. Like, they had the very base framework to go from, and it's just like Super Mario Bros., where they're just like, no, we need to make up all this other stuff yeah. to get in the way of of what could be fun. Well, they Robocop it, is what they do. They, they try to establish this their own universe by stealing RoboCop's universe by mm-hmm. doing the, the sarcastic newscasts and yeah. the, the, the wacky commercials. Basically, and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's George Hamilton and Vanna White are the newscasters. As themselves. As themselves. <laughs> saying like how, how the the most tragic story they have is Madonna breaking up with Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Yeah. And From True Lies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and moving to France. Yeah. And like Andy Dick telling him that there's going to be acid rain today. So <laughs> he's the weather man. Yeah. Stay inside. <laughs> but they're, they're in this car. They're riding along and they're like, Hey, you know, it's, it's after curfew. Oh, great. We're going to get, you know, gang mutilated. No, I think she actually says we're going to get gang raped. I, uh, did they? I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, I don't. No, care, no. But yeah, they said either gang banged or gang raped, and I'm pretty sure it's gang sure. raped. Yeah, 
Really? Because it was very nonchalant. Because it hit that's me a, like that's a stretch. Really? <laughs> I mean, anyway, but it's PG thirteen, man. You yeah. can say a lot in PG thirteen. Yeah. They're they're out and they're getting panicky, and then yeah, what do you know? There's a car stopped on the side of the road, and they're like, "Hey, lady, let's help her," and it's a trap. I mean, they pull over, and it's a guy in a wig. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. Scott Wolf, it's Scott Wolf going, shoo, she's my type. Yeah. yeah. Here, stop the car. Let me get out. And eh. and the guy just takes yeah. off wig, and it's like, I'm a dude. And he's like, yeah. And Mark Picasso says, he is your type. Ha, 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 Oh, we're not in danger. And then we're surrounded by punks. Yeah. And, and giant semi thing pulls up behind them. and Yeah. And the guy that gets out is Adobo. Mm-hmm. Or a Bobo. What is, a bobo. is it? A Bobo. A Bobo. Yeah. Either one, but yeah, he's he's got the mohawk and he's like, hey, you gotta pay fifty bucks to get by, and rather than just like, going here, fifty dollars, they didn't have any money. It's in his other because pants. they lost the tournament, uh, right? They yeah. lost. But then he looks at the girl in the back seat who has the double dragon necklace on. Yeah, and the most important thing most in important the universe, thing in the universe, and he just she just lets him grab it and go, oh, this is pretty. I'll take this shiny. Yeah, she also just has it like. Out, just hanging out. Like out. Earlier, she had actually tucked it in her shirt, yeah, like a somewhat smart person would do. But no, no, not today. A lot yeah. of safety deposit box. Yeah, she fidget, she the fidgets with it a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. or maybe I don't know. Take it to the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> take it out of <laughs> yeah. New out Angeles of gangland. How about rent yeah. a boat and throw it in the Marianas Trench. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well. well Nobody needs it, apparently. It's just keep it apart. Yeah, just keep it like, away from the bad everything. guy. Yeah. Yeah. There are ways to make things disappear. Right. Shoot That's one into thing. space. Not by displaying it <laughs> when you're out after curfew. The other thing is, like, <laughs> we find out that they both have magic power, obviously, and she never uses that. Nope. Never even Does she tells know how them to use that it? It, it doesn't. She was told not to. Well, the half they have seems kind of worthless. No, it Comparati- makes you pretty I'm much com- invincible. Well, comparatively speaking, the other one can make you. Well, we'll get to it, but I mean, yeah, yeah, it seems kind of dumb. It's sure, <laughs> just it does by comparison. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what uh, happens but here way, is a the bobo, guy touches it, and she's like, she, "No way!" Yeah, yeah, stabs him in the hand, right, and they take off. Yes, and then it's car chase time. Car chase while they're throwing garbage into the incinerator thing, and mm-hmm. eventually gets to a can of Easy Cheese, and he's like. Reading it's like do not ever combust, and so he's like, ah, oh, screw it, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, they rock it down the street, and the bad guys, oh god, they have this like video game tracking system thing, where suddenly like they're playing Spy Hunter in really really shitty graphics, which don't make any sense because like video games even look better than this by, by this point. There's in time. no real good way to explain it other than it's just. It's garbage. Garbage. Yeah. Well, lots of yelling yeah. and GPS designers living in New Angeles were probably not didn't have a lot of time to write their code. So that was was it supposed to be a GPS? I, I don't. Know. I don't. I'm just. Whatever. Well, he pulls it. It's like it it flips out and has a joystick. That yeah. Apparently, he's not driving anymore. He's just. Well, what happened? Scott Wolf pulls one of the thousands of maps that's in the car out and throws it out of the window, and it lands on front of the driver's side window of, yeah. of the bad guy's car. And instead of just reaching his hand out the window, pulling the map off the window and throwing it, it's the first of many two characters looking at each other, screaming, and then looking back at us, uh, and then they engage the supercomputer and yeah. drive via that, which makes them considerably worse at driving. Yeah, basically, it's just like, they think they lose them. They're like, ah, yelly, yelly, we found them again. <laughs> and they go down an alley, which ends, and then the bad guys follow them down there, but their vehicle is larger, so it gets lodged in the alley. And again, they're but, like, we win, hooray. Hey, but is this the first instance of look at each other and scream? Oh, yeah, the, the, well, bad, the bad guys, guys did, did. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, the, well, no, the good guys did it too when they realized the alley was ending. Right. Yeah. The bad guys did it first when the map landed on the window. Okay. Then the good guys did it when they were driving down the alley and realized they had no outlet. Right. So they stop, get out, and they taunt the truck that is now, you know, stuck, crammed its way Mm. into the alley. Yeah. And, of course, the guy busts out, and he's like, I'm I'm big, and I'm going to be evil. And then that's pretty much exactly what he does, (laughs) except with less words. He just, yeah, while they're being jokey, jokey, instead of running or doing anything else. They're okay, because the Lost Boys are there waiting for them. (laughs) Well, sure, yeah, Neon Lost Boys come rappelling down the building. Some of them come rappelling down the building. Some of them... have urban camouflage of the graffiti that they're standing in front of is on the back of their clothes and they turn around and there's Melissa Milano mm-hmm. and about three other people. Yeah. Yeah. And they turn around and we're like, we're the power company, the power team, power, power core, power core, <laughs> power core. Yeah. We're the power core and we're here to rescue you. Mm. And Bobo was like, Oh, Bobo no like Bobo leave. Cause yeah, he just kind of runs off like scared. And, yeah. Well, yeah. Cause they're like, we'll get you and you're, and she grabs his little You're GPS little thing, here. and that kind of becomes gang a net. Little, yeah, gang net. That's right. Ooh. Clever <laughs> name. Gang net style. <laughs> <sighs> a real sorry. discreet program. I'm sorry. <laughs> gang net. <laughs> yeah, but that kind of becomes a it, it, like it. It act, they act like it's going to be a plot point, but literally goes nowhere. Nope. With it, it becomes a throwaway line later. Yeah. For how they're going to solve things. Oh, that yeah. Doesn't matter. But she's like, oh, we got our hands on Gangnet now. Now we're going to know where all the gangs are and we can stop them. Yeah. But once you see no. their lair, you realize, Jesus, these people are fucking useless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they just kind of like. They just kind of part ways at yeah. this point. They're, they're well, like, well, she, he's she's like, like, join us. Well, Scott Wolf's like, the lady. Yeah. Again. Except actual lady. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she's my type. <laughs> now that I can tell it's a lady, I can yeah. safely say. Um. But yeah, Scott Wolf was like, come on, let's join them. Look, yeah, they got jackets and it's great. Yeah. Mark Dacostas was like, no, they're dangerous. We can't stay yeah. here. <laughs> they're really dangerous. They're scary dangerous. Yeah. They're terrorists. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And they cut to the next morning at, at Alyssa Milano's house. Her dad is the sheriff of the town or police commissioner police or something, captain, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> head police guy. Uh-huh. She has to wear a wig at home because... She can't have that haircut at home. She can't have... Short cropped blonde pixie haircut. No, no, no. Uh, Otherwise, not in my house. Damn it. No, <laughs> them's not the rules. That easy to manage. Quick to wash. No blow dry hair. Los Milano. Damn it. Only gang jealous. members. Huh? <laughs> you thought this through. I have this hair. <laughs> but yeah, you I do mean, have a delightful pixie yeah. cut. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's putting on a wig to go out and argue with her dad about yeah. how the power core are not terrorists because he's watching some news program about how they Where took a down plane a plane exploded. And George Hamilton's like, sounds like the power core. <laughs> and he's like, damn right it does. And she's like, now, dad, power core does good for stuff and things. They're doing things at night where you don't do anything. Yeah. And he's like, why don't you become a cop if you're so concerned? I'm not eating your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Puts on his clip on tie and goes it's to work. A, it's, you know, it's that stupid movie thing of I have a secret identity and I'm going to argue so that someone goes, well, are you one of them? Yeah. But no one ever does. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep yeah yeah uh i don't know things happen um I, I think it goes to a training montage back at the warehouse 
where they're Kinda. flipping each other around in this yeah. stupid... Yeah, they go back to their theater house hangout place Yeah, where they're living and eating the, popcorn the brothers, and, not, and red not vines. Not Redomilis Milano for a while. No, no. Yeah, well, they also go back to Robert Patrick's high-rise office where uh-huh. Adobo, 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 Bobo comes back and... <laughs> He he tells him, oh, oh, he goes, you had it? You had it in your hand and you let it go. And he's all ticked. And so they say, he says, well, I got something for you and I'm going to run experiments or something. And so they take him down to the basement where they show him a machine and he immediately screams and they zoom in on his face. And then- but is this also where they establish that he doesn't like the lights being turned on? Yeah, because he's giving like a PowerPoint presentation yeah. and then Lash turns the lights on. And he's like, damn it. Let me put my shades on first. Mm-hmm. Then he puts his shades on, and he's just like, "Now yeah. then." Yeah. <laughs> well, at some point, but he he's actually also, he's does also, put him on. He's like, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> he's also actually uh, he's established what his half of the medallion does, which he's got the soul half, which allows you to turn, turn into, into a weird Tronny shadow thing. You turn two dimensional and become a shadow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And turn and you into can, a flat piece of black yeah. and white. You become a <laughs> cartoon that's been run over by a steamroller. Right. So you yeah. can go under doors and stuff. And, and you can absorb yourself into somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, then you can find that pesky rabbit. You become an awesome early 90s CG effect. Right. Mm-hmm. Some of them are okay. Eh. Some of the turn into paper, fold over, while smoke still exists where he was smoking mm-hmm. was okay, but... Anyway, but they, yeah, they established what his half of it does, which yeah. is pretty fucking cool. I yeah. mean, he can shadow man his way anywhere and take over someone's body. It kind of makes the other half of the medallion really kind of worthless, but we'll get to it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but she tells, like, they go to, you know, they cut to the theater where they're hanging out, and she tells them the story. Yeah. Like, oh, I should tell you about this medallion that got your father killed and... Almost got us killed. Yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Here, Scott Wolf. Hang on to the medallion. Mm-hmm. Now, of all the people in the wo- yeah. room qualified to hang on to this thing, the least qualified person is Scott Wolf because he's terrible. Do you, do you remember American Samurai? Yes. Do you remember when Mark Dacascos <laughs> was not given his birthright? Uh huh. And then he freaked out, kind of over freaked out, and a went a little evil. This was the time to freak out. <laughs> yeah. Be like that fuckwad is not carrying the medallion. Yeah, he should. That's mine. <laughs> that is my birthright, and I'm better than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. No, we should somehow make a supercut of the two <laughs> yeah. movies. Well, that's the thing. Like Mark Dacascos is clearly the better brother, In but the every movie way. keeps attempting to establish Scott Wolf as like the hero of the movie. That like they very much it feels like they're trying to push him. Hey, I'll give you a and secret. Mark Dacascos is the sidekick. He's white. I know. Yeah, but yeah, but it drives me crazy to watch well, it yes. because they're like he, they give him. No redeeming qualities. I know. Oh. He's he's an antagonist in the yeah. worst way. And Mark DeCoscos is just the one cleaning up his messes the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Basically. They even have a fight about this later. He's even he's yeah. even established as the younger brother. Like there's literally no reason. Mm-mm. Like it's not it's not age, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's your hot headed idiot who just does the your his own thing and it's always the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Here. This is the most important thing in the world. You hang on to it. Yeah, right. why don't you keep it for a while? Because they're hanging out, like, just talking to each well, other. Well, they're practicing this spin each other around right. kick thing, and of course, Scott Wolf fucks up his half, because why not? It's martial arts, not martial science. Meh. <laughs> 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 and, like, Robert Patrick, they've done some city scan, and they they know exactly where they live, and they just come to the door, uh-huh. and she answers, and she's like, well... And he's like, you. give me the medallion. And he's like, she's she's all, you're never going to find it. 
It's it's safe. And then like as soon as she says it, Scott Wolf wearing the big giant shiny medallion <laughs> pops up. Is like, hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And Robert Patrick's like yoink, <laughs> trying to take it. Yeah. And then it, I I don't even know how that didn't work out, but it just becomes stunt spectacular. Yeah, they they they're running up netting to get to the upper level and. To be fair, they're getting chased actually, by Al Leung and his other there's guy. There's some pretty good fights in there. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There is an I mean, awesome fight where basically Mark DeCosco scores off with Al Leung, and he's got a broom, and he, like, sweeps it under him mm-hmm. and then yanks it back. He and, sweeps the legs. Yeah, sweeps the legs, but, like, from between the legs, yep. and but then it breaks the top off, so now he's just got a staff. That fight started with Mark DeCosco's getting hit in the face with a bowling pin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just full Straight in the face, up. just Bong. Legend with a bowling pin. Would you say that he got striked? Struck. Yeah. <laughs> struck. Uh, uh. Yeah, but it, that actually Spare leads me. to th- this is like. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm gonna split. I hate you all. Bunch of turkeys. Uh, sorry, my mind's in the gutter. <laughs> are, are you done? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. You, you, you run out of bowling no. euphemisms. No, no, I haven't. Okay. I'm gonna be done. All right. Those were all over the line. <laughs> <laughs> There's rules to this podcast, you guys. This is uh, not. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yes, he gets hit with a bowling pin, and this leads to an actual fight. Yes. Between two guys who actually know what they're doing. Yes. And the movie that treats it feels like... like it's filmed by somebody else <laughs> yeah. because it actually looks good. Yeah. However, that's short lived. It the movie treats it like it's not important. Like, yeah, they're having a kick ass fight. Let's see what's going on over here. Mm-hmm. Well, because the other part of it that doesn't make sense is they're chasing both brothers. Yeah. And you Despite don't have knowing to. which one has. Right. Because yeah. it's big and shiny and around his neck. Mm-hmm. And it's Scott Wolf. Right. <laughs> yeah. Get him. You don't have to get Mark DeCosco. No, he's, he's useless fine. to this. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the... What is her name? Lash. Uh, no, not Lash. Oh, they're, the they're fair lady. godmother? They're benefactor lady. Um, we weren't sure Shakira, who, We weren't Satori? sure who the heck yeah. she was. Yeah, you know, you know because she's like she seems like she's close to their age. Like we they, knew she wasn't their Satori, mother, but. but they stuck like really obviously fake gray strands in her hair to make yeah. her look older. But right. I but don't she think she 20. was supposed to be your mother, though. Because Guardian. They, they never said mother. No, Guardian. she was the father's assistant, which is probably where Mark Tacascos came mm-hmm. from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but so she she's fighting Robert Patrick, and he's just kind of laughing at her. Mm-hmm. Though she's getting some good hits in on him. But it's very much like, all right, you stand there, and she's going to do a spin kick on you. And that's the only take we're going to use from that. And then we'll do another take from over here, maybe, and, you know. Well, she kicks him through, like, a terrible, not, not terrible, but a tearaway paper background mm-hmm. backdrop thing. And then there's another side of it, which he then bursts through, like, aha! Yeah. <laughs> that did no Face damage first. to me. It's like, dude's having a lot of fun with this yeah, movie. Yeah, he, he really is. <laughs> but after all this random violence happens and running around this place just kind of being like look at this set we sort of built slash decorated yeah mm-hmm. they're kind of like all right this shit's over um bring in the henchmen they're gonna pour the, the place full of gasoline because they well he before ta- he ta- they do that he takes over her body the uh satori's body yeah well before that before that okay is when adobo shows back up oh god yeah and he looks like the michelin man yeah uh, a like fleshy a, Michelin man. Like a toxic waste. Like if the dude at the end of RoboCop 
had a baby with the Michelin Man. <laughs> this, yeah. he's, he's basically what happens when the Garbage Pail Kids grow up. Yes. Yeah. Which would be fun. No, <laughs> no, no, I really wouldn't. And it's just, it's goofy. It looks <laughs> so terrible. Like I know that they needed the guy to have mobility. Yeah. But it just looks goofy. Like, looks like it doesn't look threatening in any way. It Mm-mm. just looks goofy and gross. Well, they could have just anything. saved Michael Berryman for this point. They could have, but they've got this guy in this like inflatable suit, and he's. He- he even makes it seem like moving around is a struggle. He doesn't make it seem like he's, he's a, a badass. He's just like, Rah, and I can't get through this door, and that's an obstacle in my way, and I'm slow. And they, they do more screaming than ever fighting with this guy. Yeah. They, they just see him and scream and run around and scream some more yeah. until eventually like, they just kind of kick him off the stage. Yes. Essentially. Yeah, and he falls in the netting. Right. Yeah. And there are bad jokes here and there. Oh, there's some good bad right. jokes in here. No. Like they trap Al Young's <laughs> ponytail in a briefcase or in a suitcase. And he's, uh. Scott Wolf's like, what a head case. <laughs> like immediately, just boom, just right with the joke. He was not clever enough for that. And when they no. hit the dude in the net, he's like, nah, nothing but net. Yeah, yeah they did. Yes. Terrible jokes. Anyway. <laughs> yes. That was a thing that was said in a movie we yep. watched. Well, so Robert Patrick uses his soul... Uh, glow and <laughs> takes over Satori's body and I, like comes to them and they're like quick give me the medallion let's get out of here and they're like wait what mm-hmm. and anyway they discover her his ruse very quickly yeah so they throw her in like the wardrobe cage or something you know the prop cage or something mm-hmm. like that and lock her lock it in there and th- lock her in there and then they're like okay henchmen bring in the fire <laughs> so they start dousing the place in gasoline. Yeah. yeah. Also, in the fight, the uh, gas main got. They were throwing bricks at a Bobo <laughs> and they hit the gas line. So it's been slowly leaking gas. And they're yeah. like, all right, give us the medallion or, 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 you know, roast. Right. But they watch like this entire process going, huh. <laughs> yeah. should, should we do anything? Yeah. Huh. Eh, we can yeah, let her let, out. Let's not let her out. Let's nah. just watch Robert Patrick, who Until turned he- into a shadow, floated up the wall, and then was sitting on the upper deck yeah well as he did that his, his his ghost went by a piano and it hit the <laughs> keys <laughs> and it went by oh, that yeah. was pretty good okay like so <laughs> i'm trying to understand the rules of of his his soul glow here because okay. like he no can, rules, he can interact right. with real life objects while he's in shadow form yes he can sort take of. over someone's body yes why ever not be in shadow form it probably uses a lot of energy whose his mm. yes um, maybe he just really liked being Robert Patrick. Well, yeah. you got Robert point, Patrick yes. in your movie. You might as well yeah. have him be full. I'm 3D just pointing Robert out Patrick. all the awesome powers that his half of the medallion does, so that when yeah. we get to what the other half does, they'll be like, good. "That fucking sucks." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yes, eventually they're like, "Oh, let's start kicking the door and try to get her out," which they do, mm-hmm. and she's like, "All right, let's run out the back," and throws them out the back and stays behind to delay Robert Patrick. I guess. Yeah. So, no. Well, that's the idea. To just die stupidly. Yes. She had another pet peeve of mine. That yeah. that too. She could have gotten out. She could Easily. Have. Because it, her staying there did literally nothing. No. Except let her die. Yeah. Because they all get out. Because, I mean, he like he comes over and like just punches the shit out of her. And yeah. she just slumps over and is done. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, done enough yeah. to just watch the And meanwhile, the, the two of them, knowing that the place is going to blow up, are just standing there pounding on the door. Right. Until finally Mark DeCosta is like, we got to go. Yeah, yeah, and they run and do the movie dive over a car, hit a you know Granted, platform, springboard thing. They blow this theater the hell up. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good splinter. And they explosion. air ram toss these guys over a car. Yeah. They, they, like they, it was actually them. I remember, yeah, no. they fly over, like, they fly at the camera over a car with the explosion going behind them. Mm-hmm. And I will admit, that looked kind of awesome. Yeah. It was, it but I'm good. always a fan of a dude getting ear rammed somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, totally. I've heard that about you. Yeah. <laughs> if you got a dude getting air rammed, I want to see it happen. <laughs> there are some pretty good stunts in yeah. this movie. I'll get yeah, that. That's... Yeah, but again, immediately Scott Wolf is like, ah, you gotta go get back, go get her back. And he's like, dude. Dude, the building dude. blew up and <laughs> she was in the building and she has no special powers. Yeah. So then they go hang out by the river and sulk for a little bit. Well, okay, Scott Wolf sulks some more by the river. Yeah. And he's well, like... Mark DeCasco tries to fix the yeah, car. Well, and what Mark DeCasco says, we need a plan. Mm-hmm. We need to have a plan. Like, things are bad. We need a plan. And Scott Wolf is me like... No, no, a plan. What's wrong with you? Why do you always do this? Why do you always do this? We a plan. And he's like, yeah, a plan. So we don't get killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by ghost dude. Ghost dad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Float around all over the place. <laughs> yeah. But no, but Scott Wolf wants none of it. And Mark DeCosco basically has to talk him off the ledge by being like, here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to get the thing back, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get the thing. I don't really have a plan. And do what she says. It just sounded good to say that we need to make a plan. Yeah. So let's go do I, that. I would like to point out that he was fixing the car that was destroyed by the easy cheese from yeah. earlier. Because mm-hmm. he rips out a component of the car and it's just like a cheese all over it. Yeah. He's like grilled cheese car- or grilled carburetor cheese thing. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've been talking for over half an hour and we're basically only out of the first act. I, I There's a lot of good. detail in this movie. This is not good. Yeah. Well, like real quick, there's a scene where... Uh, Michael Berryman, Banff Gasson, mm-hmm. is the leader of all the gangs, uh-huh. all the themed gangs of New Angeles, and they're in like a Thunderdome, and Robert Patrick comes in. Well, because he's like, uh, who's this guy who's trying to take over the gangs? Yeah. Not on my watch. Yeah. And or everyone's like, yeah, it. we're behind you, Michael Berryman, and then... <laughs> who's trying to unite the gangs? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, we don't like that. Listen to me. Ah! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you all listen to me. No one's going to unite us. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> so... Like, it's a meeting of the anarchists. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Patrick comes in. He's like, hey, sup, bitches. Turns into a shadow. Kills Michael Berryman in shadow form. Like, strangles his shadow. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yes. And then, like, just stands up. Like, turns back into Robert Patrick and stands up and puts his arms up. And everyone's like, fuck yeah, we follow you now. Mm-hmm. And then, man, they turn on wind machines and start blowing music videos, smoke in the room. And Robert Patrick is just standing there like, you know, Michael Jackson in one of those videos where he's just standing oh! in front of a wind. Yes. Just jacket and hair and everything just mm-hmm. flowing. And so he united the gangs. Yep, he did. Yeah. He now has them at, the, at his disposal. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. After they were sulking by the river, they're like, Oh, let's go walk. We'll be safe. It's daylight. Well, let's go find the police. They walk and, and, into. and of course, Scott Wolf's like, oh, yeah, the police are going to believe us when we tell them we have a magic medallion <laughs> and you can turn into ghost guy and, and things. Yeah, right. They'll just send out a black and white. No big deal, right? Yeah. I'm not being helpful. I'm just the internet right now. It's like, stop naysaying. <laughs> You're always naysaying. Yeah. yeah. But then they're just like, well, we'll figure it out. Oh, shit. There's 50 gang members here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've yeah. walked right like, into the middle of a gang. Uh, guys, it's like... It's like four in the afternoon. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> we don't care. Yeah. And then they just get attacked by mimes and ACDC and mailmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's lots of jumping and flailing and gnashing. of teeth. Yeah. There's, they, it's an excuse to let Mark DeCoscos do some flips off of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
sweet flips. Yeah, which look pretty cool. Well, yeah, they get, they get like attacked flips. by a mailman who Spelled falls about different. 50, 60 feet yeah. into well, a pile attacked. of mud. Well, he's like, airmail special. He basically does a <laughs> belly flop. He, he jumps off of the building solid ground. Them. And they're just like, well, let's get out of the way of that. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw a mailman move that fast. Sing. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Jokes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it all culminates like they're running around and all the different stupid pseudo warriors guys are running around after them. They get in this boathouse. And Scott Wolf sees this futuristic badass motorcycle. And he's like, I can start it. <laughs> Kick. And it just like comically falls, falls apart because yeah. uh, you know that's a feature on motorcycles <laughs> <laughs> i've seen it happen mm-hmm. but yeah so but then they're like what's over here and it's like yeah they explode out of the back of the boathouse in uh, well it's not really even a boat it's like someone built a boat frame around a jet it's ski. like a boat ski basically yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. a boat ski yeah, yeah. Boat, boat ski something like that hey <laughs> boat ski <laughs> yeah that's no, peter boat ski <laughs> so they have a, a boat chase not with a boat boat but yeah <laughs> yeah like their boat and then there's yeah jet skis are chasing them and like things are getting lit on fire in the water the whole water is flammable yeah establish this because like you... they have like the the two bad guy jet skis have what appear to be guns mounted on the front of them but what it turns out to be is a rocket launcher which is almost just as good yeah and they shoot one rocket and they hit like a refinery or something and holy God, that thing goes up. Well, it, I think it hit the water, and that like the water ignited just, barrels, yeah. which then and hit then, this thing. Yes. But and then Jesus half of God. New Angeles blew up. Yeah, I mean, and they were prepared for this because they had like ten cameras running on this. Because oh yeah, and oh, wow, what a massive explosion! Like, how like, is that not the finale of your movie? I don't know. <laughs> it's a screen filler. It's yeah. almost and more than some. that. Yeah, I mean. It's it's incredible, but it's like it's meaningless. Like no one was there, no one was going towards it. It's just a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is they they crash into a sign because like the river is up, you know, has raised like highways. They're going down mm-hmm. like Hollywood and Vine and shit. And there's all these really bad matte paintings and stuff. Yeah. Uh, like the Capitol Records building is in shambles in the background. But they hit this like highway overhang, and that fucking explodes. Like when they hit it. Like, our heroes hit the sign, it engulfs in flames, and we're like, well. <laughs> that was anticlimactic. Huh. That was a strange ending to this movie. Yeah. But. Then they just show up in the water. They going, pop up, like, don't drink Man. the water. Yeah, this water tastes gross. Yeah. And it's like, Ugh. well, should we get out? <laughs> no, let's just keep tug paddling right here until we finish <laughs> mm-hmm. all our dialogue. Let's have a conversation here. <laughs> yeah. This shit water. Keep getting the water in our mouths as we talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think they're kind of, they're kind of desperate at this point. So they're like, let's go find Alyssa Milano. Right. Yeah. They decide that, but yep. The scene happens where after, okay, the boats explode and they cut back to Robert Patrick in the office going that, you know, they go, we dredged the river. We just couldn't find the medallion. We Mm -hmm. don't know where it is. And he's like, I just, I just want to be the total dominator of just one city. Yeah. Just what is that too much to ask? It's that's so wrong. (laughs) Just the ultimate ruler of one large American city is really that so bad. Yeah, you're right. Okay, it is in the quotes, thank God. Oh, okay, good. I just want total domination of one major American city. Is that too much to ask? (laughs) Is it? Is it? Huh? Yes. And and that was the point where I was just like, there is a much better movie hiding somewhere in here. Mm -hmm. Like, because they, that's. I think what's most frustrating about this is like, there's always these little bits of like, okay, somebody actually like snuck something good through what was clearly just 
Well, there were four credited writers, which means that probably this started out probably super, not super smart, but probably someone had a good take on it. And the studio was like, we can't sell that to kids. Yeah. And Dumb that shit down. down yeah. And then there's like the two or three lines that yeah. made their way. But like the Robert draft. Patrick scenes, they were probably like, no time to rewrite those. Just rewrite the, the gumball <laughs> on the floor and yeah. basketball, skateboarding and all that shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they're they're desperate now. They're without a boat, without a car. So they stumble over to find Melissa Milano. I don't know how they know where her, their hideout is. They just know. But their hideout is the basically, the, well, it's basically like the super bright version of the foot gangs hangout in the first Ninja Turtles movie. Mm-hmm. It's like if you just turn on mm-hmm. all the lights, they've got the skateboard ramps and video games and everyone's like, yeah, partying and everything's happening. Techno music. And this is awesome. And Keep in mind the world terrorists. thinks these people are terrorists. And the first thing you see are people hula hooping. Yep. Yeah. While shitty 90s music is playing and people are just rollerblading around. Hey, and hula hooping is not a crime. I, you know, <laughs> some religion is if you're doing it on the sidewalk where it's posted no hooping. No, no hooping. No hooping. No hoops. No hooper. <laughs> yeah, but it, it kind of, it, it reminds me somewhat of the club in Hackers. Where it's just like, man, That's, I wish yeah, these things thing. actually existed like old people thought they did in the 90s. Yeah. Writers in the 90s had no idea what was going on in the oh, real world no, or didn't. what kids were doing or where they were going or what they were doing. Nope. But yeah, if I was, if that had existed when I was like 15, I'd be like, this is the best place on the planet. Yeah. But sadly, those things never existed anywhere yeah, except would, in movies. I went ever. somewhere kind of like this, but not like this. I mean, yeah. there was a place where all this craziness was happening at one place but it wasn't like it's not it like wasn't it, as well organized no, as yeah, the power no. court yeah it's, it's not like there wasn't it's a not like all these area things. yes <laughs> no there was never like a little beach area or, or you know like the places where you skateboarded or rollerbladed were like this area not like people are just like you walk into the club and you had to go through the rollerbladers that were going in the half pipe <laughs> right. you know, that kind of thing yeah yeah but yeah, they, but she's force feeding a boba did a bobo, some like spinach, <laughs> and trying to get him to tell what the plan was and where the where are they machine was and all that stuff. Where's the headquarters of the most richest man in the city? Yeah. Where's his giant skyscraper <laughs> that they're putting his fucking logo? I also on. like that this is very much old people write for kids because it's like how is how is spinach going through a tube? Like I don't no. know if you're aware, but spinach is. It's solid. Dense, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a leafy substance. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't go into a funnel and then. But hey, it lets him make a fart noise. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's the torture is he has gas now. Yeah. And then she's like, take him away and they lock him up. Give him radishes or something. I don't know. Well, Bo- whatever. Bobos like radishes. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so they basically, she's like, all right, we'll help you. It's basically the gist of it. They yeah. get there and. They, they they try and figure out how the little medallion works, and they think that, oh, we both have to touch it. <laughs> we both. Same, same just, time. Just give it a little rub. Yeah, just... The movie is a little weird at that point. They sort of lock eyes with each other, start rubbing this they, thing. They yeah. And they're like, oh, God, we're doing it. <laughs> and then, like, nope. It's one of those guys with a big tube just spinging, spinging around. around like a... <laughs> I did those things. Like ever have a name? Anyone... No, whistle tubes. Yeah. <laughs> whistle tubes. Whistle tubes. Like they that. go, woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's, only in, the morning. Morning. That's <laughs> only in the morning. That's only in the morning. supposed to be up cooking breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they just look defeated at that point. They're like, ah, oh, what the fuck ever? This thing's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. 
is, yep. is that when it, so, so they, 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 they organize a break into the guy's office because apparently they did know where it was or Bobo told him after farting I don't know <laughs> or they figured out what the fuck a phone book is I don't any any of these things happen but yeah. this is the point in the movie where I was like just fuck the 90s just because these terrorist kids or whatever come skateboarding in and running all over the place and amongst business people and just fuck the 90s like seriously like there was nothing to rebel against in the 90s. The 90s were fucking awesome. There was ni- almost yeah. nothing bad going on in the 90s. Yeah. The, and, yeah. the and worst the, thing the in the world was, was awesome. The worst thing in the world was that our president got a blowjob. Yeah. Yeah. And people were all up in arms. It's like, God damn it, fuck America. I'm going to yeah. rollerblade and fuck that guy. It's <laughs> I'm just like, saying, like, there's, there's <laughs> it nothing. It was great. Yeah, it was. The economy ruled. Yeah, we all had jobs and yeah, shit. Yeah, baseball <laughs> players were all on the juice and nobody cared. <laughs> nobody yes. cared. Hit that fucking great. ball. You had Michael <laughs> Jordan. go 700 yards. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was great. Oh, man. People Michael rollerbladed. <laughs> yeah. People rollerbladed. Yeah. And nobody made fun of them. No. <laughs> they were just like, that dude's rollerblading. That's awesome. <laughs> Why would you put the People, people rolling, yeah. it's stupid, but okay, guys. People go. rollerblading were actually cool. Yeah, it was like I, I wish know. I was that guy. I wish I could afford rollerblades. I'm just saying <laughs> the counterculture from a time when everything was awesome. Yeah, could fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> the culture was awesome. That's what's happened. Is like if you realize, like all the things were like, fuck yeah, '90s is like it's the popular things because we're like. Fuck yeah, the times were kind of good back then. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. This is some bare naked ladies. Maybe they'll be good again. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we need, Canadians. Yeah. Hmm. Indeed. Bring back the counting crows. Fucking stock market through the roof. <laughs> Man, I hope you guys are writing this down. This is a platform to run on. Yeah, we, we, we know how to fix the economy, guys. Oh, I will bring back we can counting fix crows. everything. <laughs> In 2016, I promised to bring back rollerblading, Hooray! the Counting Crows. And also, I like sex and candy. Yeah. Fuck yeah! <laughs> and the economy. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can stay here. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, there. Double Dragon. That's, yeah. that's Double Dragon. So yeah, they, they, they break in and... Why the fuck do they break in? Because they want to get the other half of the They day. think yeah. that they're going to be able to steal the other. So somehow they make their way all the way up to the 2000th floor of his skyscraper. By crawling through the vents. Above his office. Yeah. Like above the medallion sitting on the table. Well, well all the while they're staring at Alyssa Milano's ass and well, booty. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree, Chuck. The movie puts it on display. Like, look at what well, they're they looking at. Look at it. And they're like, dad ass. Yeah. Yeah. And they both look at each other and nod. And they as fight she crawls for the right the to be the first one to, to follow party. dat ass through dat vent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All the above. Okay. So, yeah. So, all, the, all the services, like, they try to MacGyver this thing where they're trying to fish hook the medallion out. And they're doing this right in front of them. Like, they don't wait for them to leave the room. I don't know why they're on a ticking clock here. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, just wait until they leave the room. They have, all, they have all forever. Just yeah. hang up in the vents. I don't know why. No. Because it's. It's Scott Wolf's idea. Sure. Yeah. That's why. But yes, they're literally dangling it in front of the lady. It's in Lash. front of Lash, who's looking at it like a kitten with it dangling a string in front. Mm-hmm. She's just like, look at that, shiny. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, Robert Patrick is trying to make a deal with the with Alyssa Milano's dad, who is the police chief. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, we'll we'll own the night, and the cops can own the day, and that's that and the cop's like nah I'm just, my job is to protect everybody yeah, all the time take bribes. Yeah. and 
Like, so, like, Lash eventually is like, I'm gonna just subtly take care of this problem by going to get this giant stick with a blade at the end of it and mm-hmm. start stabbing the ceiling. <laughs> Did we ever decide what that thing was called? Uh, it's got a bunch of never names. Never looked it up. Yeah. Okay. It's Each one is different and has a different name. Yes. Stick, stick with a blade at the stick end. Sword. Yeah. Stick sword. Yeah. So she just starts stabbing Stabby the vent. Stick. Yep. And they're like, retreat, retreat. And then they fall through the grate. Well, yeah, because apparently she slashed it enough times that they're just like, Mwah. Yeah. Comically. Mm-hmm. And then Robert Pagan's like, get them. Yeah. More and, he's, and he's, meanwhile, he's grabbed the the medallion back. Sure. Of course. Because mm-hmm. he has to turn into paper yeah. again. And so the the police chief dad has to fight Lash for that a while. Is just, whoever said that was a good idea was wrong. Yeah. Because that's just awkward and, like, who cares? All, like I said, all this is, this is a completely <clears throat> worthless scene because he gets the medallion back. Nothing really changes. No, they except just slide a, down the elevator shaft. Except the fact that, like, he uses, we we think maybe he's crushed Mark DeCosco's or somebody did. Yeah, they because they, they go they go down this morgue or this experiment room or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, and he's he's possessing the zombie bodies that he has down in right. Here. Well, but like they get down there by they're they're <laughs> they decide to charge at Robert Patrick who just oh, yeah. steps out of the way and then says Olay. They, <laughs> which is kind of brilliant. which they slide down the elevator ropes. shaft well, cables. They, uh, yeah, they have ropes are <laughs> conveniently placed there. Which they yeah they hit the bottom with literally no skin left on their hands. No, at least in real life. Yeah, but they're in like zombie. The more. medallion protected mm-hmm. them. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good one. And so they have to keep fighting the zombies that he keeps resurrecting. Yeah. yeah. Until one of them is big enough and strong enough that it grabs Mark to Costco's, and they're like, "Well, shit, I guess he's dead." Mm-hmm. And they they somehow they like vent closed and they escape you know they're like they're trapped on the other side yeah scott wolf and melissa milano and she's like we gotta go sorry yeah Yeah, look sorry about your brother yeah and one thing that bothers me about this scene is like throughout Alyssa milano's kind of been portrayed as like she's the leader of this gang and she knows what's going on in town she's in charge of stuff and she's just reduced to cowering by the button for the fan vent thing Uh well i mean every time there's a new threat she joins them in the i'm gonna fighting pose thing mm-hmm. she but does then, fight in the final scene but not here yeah, yeah but then like she just like as soon as something comes at, at her she's just like nah, and runs away so it's like because she has no formal training and they're not really any yeah. kind of no power corp- yeah but it's not like <laughs> scott wolf does either well no. nah. he, he eh, mm-hmm. well no no i don't mean her i mean her in the, in the movie like, yeah this power core literally has yeah. no reason to you've be seen anything. their base yeah That's there true. is no training going on yeah, <laughs> yeah you hooping point. And yeah, video it's, games. It's basically mm-hmm. Bonnaroo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. anyway, yeah. It's, I'm going to go to Bonnaroo next yeah. year. If it's yeah. just hula hooping and video games. Uh, yeah. It'd be all right. But, yeah, so they escape and, and assume Mark DeCoscos is dead. They go back to Power Core Bonnaroo and, and start <laughs> hanging out. And Mark DeCoscos kind of just shows back up, right? Doesn't he just kind of like, well, hey, hey no, guys. The, all the gang just pops in. Oh, that's right. They yeah. all repel yeah, in. Yeah, defenestrates through windows. Yeah, and, and they're like, right. it's just big crazy fight going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Mark Tagosco is behind him. And they're like, hey, brother. Yeah, let's fight. And it's Robert Patrick in his body again. And mm-hmm. he says like yeah, two speaking words. Speaking in Robert Patrick's voice. Yes. yes. Yeah. And he, I, I've never understood if like everyone heard Robert Patrick's voice or if that was just for our benefit. Was, like, I or, think they or did, but the a, kids couple, benefit. A, a couple times characters would not exactly react well, the way it, they should. The end of the movie would m- mean that people are hearing the the character, the character, the possessed character's yeah. voice. Yeah, basically, because we'll, we'll get there in a second. But a couple it's times, all, we're almost there. Yeah. But anyway, like it, it, again, it's like, ha, I'm him, but I have a drop on you. Yeah. 
And he hit Scott Wolf the first time, and I was like, fuck yes, hit him again. Yeah, now, <laughs> Which like, is the wrong, you're rooting for the wrong thing at this point, movie. Like, Scott Wolf scurries away, climbs up somewhere, and he's like, I don't need this stupid medallion, it doesn't help at all, and throws it away, and it, like, lights up and comes back to him and apparently gives him the power. He's mm-hmm. now got the glow, too. Yeah. And so like, is that my understanding? Is that why the medallion went to him is because he had to insult it and be an asshole to it before it would actually do anything. The medallion wanted to be like dominated. It was just like fucking insult me and then I'll do whatever you want. Cause that's it's, what it took. It was just like, he went to him because yeah. he's the dick of the brothers. It's just one of those <laughs> things that makes you wonder, what was the message of this movie? Don't know. Dominate your medallion. Yeah, yeah. really? Just that's a message. It is the shit, it is the shitty half of the medallion. So maybe it really did just need to be punished. All right, all right, okay. I so would be still, fair. I mean, it's not. Like, I would take that half of the medallion. It's, it's not the same. Sh- it's all right, <laughs> yeah. all right. It's the least of the two. Yes. Still pretty fucking powerful. Half yeah. of it's half of a invincibility supposed- on one hand, and the other <laughs> hand, you get to f- turn into smoke and fly and possess people. Right. Those are two really good options. Yeah. But it's it, okay, it's the lesser like to make it balanced as it was supposed to be. Locker room or whatever. But <laughs> it's not like the Wonder Twin powers. It I mean, was supposed <laughs> to be balanced. Like it should have, like when You're the power of body should have not just been invincibility. It should have like hulked him up and given him super strength and taught him Maybe how to fight did. and stuff. No, no shit was just falling on him, and he's like, "Ha ha, I'm, I'm okay." <laughs> I mean, maybe it did, but just not for him because he's okay, a well, loser. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm yeah, saying is loser. like, what's what's the good of invincibility when the other half can just be like. I have possessed Hulk Hogan's body, and I'm kicking your ass. Oh, you killed Hulk Hogan? Now I'm this other guy. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. It- I Yes, I agree with you. One is better than the other, but do not dismiss the other as being shit. It's- I would take it in a heartbeat if someone said you want the medallion of invincibility. Well, I mean, you also have to, apparently, you can't just live in the medallion all the time, as we've established in this universe, <laughs> that you can't just be invincible all the no. time, so what's the good of that? Like, I don't know. It might be, oh, shit, I'm about to get shot. Let me Look, it's rub, double rub dragon. The medallion. It, this yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they they thought it through less than we were thinking okay, it right. right now. The, yes. We are having the meeting they should have had. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Someone exactly at the studio should have said, what? Scott Wolf is invincible, has some shit dropped on him for five minutes or so, and then somehow gets the medallion knocked out of his hands, giving it to Robert Patrick. Right? Kind of. And he gets both halves? Is it it when Robert Patrick tries to drop a heavy bag onto Mark Mark Tocasco's body and is like, hey, you're going to kill him. If if I can't beat you, I'm just going to kill your brother. Right. Oh, yeah. Because he's fighting. He's having to fight yeah. Robert Patrick and Mark DeCosco's his body. He's like, sorry, brother, I'm going to have to kick your ass and try yeah. to get him out of there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I, so can't, it, I can't beat you because you're invincible, so I'm going to kill your brother. Yeah, so is that him. like when he tries to catch the heavy bag and get out of the way? Yes, that he, he drops, drops it. his half. Yeah. And then Robert Patrick goes Caspering over there and grabs the thing and is like, yeah, I both have. And now I'm super powered, which drains all the power out of New Angeles. Yes, and, and turns him into two swordsmen. Yeah. Two like demonic like yeah. So now the Black two of, yeah. rubber makeup. Right. The two guys. of them are trying to fight these two evil swordsmen guys mm-hmm. until uh, Sloth comes out of the corner and is like, <laughs> "He no like light." Well, so Alyssa Milano is like, "I better go turn on the generator." So she bounces down there. Well, he was chained up yeah. in the bathroom and, and saw himself yes. in the mirror and well, a yes, single he, tear. He does have a moment. <laughs> 
comes no. down his face. <laughs> he did have the so Indian with the garbage moment there. <laughs> it's like, I'm ugly. Yeah. I'm the garbage. <laughs> I'm homely. Yeah, so he's like, I will change alliances and yeah. I will help them because I'm ugly. <laughs> so, yeah, Solissa Blotto bounces down, turns on the generator after a few tugs. <laughs> She has no upper body strength. She can't pull a thing. Uh, everybody, even the start the boat. everyone had to do that. It's yeah, I know. This shitty yeah. You know, yeah. thing. Anyway, so like turns on the lights and the evil skeleton guys are like, ah, light. Oh, bad. Yeah. And drops the medallion. Drops the medallion. And then the two brothers take it and their wonder twin powers <laughs> activate. Well, they high five each other with it. Yes. And then they turn into Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> yes. And then they kick two halves of uh, well, Robert Patrick. Not only together. do they turn yeah. to Siegfried and Roy with their with the blue and red outfits that uh-huh. are on the poster, mm-hmm. but the face of Satori or whatever her name is. <laughs> uh, yeah, that does happen. Shows up in the uh, sky and says, the power of the double dragon has been unleashed. <laughs> or something just so completely generic that, it, but like everyone but her head stops is floating in this like, yeah, with, like sparkly cone. Dust and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. It's like, wait, could you have done that the entire time? What, what were you waiting for? Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't you pop up when he put the thing together? Could you have not said, oh shit, look out. He's twin samurais now. You yeah. gotta get out of here. I think it was kind of apparent what was happening when that was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but I thought she wasn't their mother. But she... <laughs> apparent. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> she said it, she could have said, turn on the lights. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe I, she couldn't manifest unless the proper... Whatever. The proper Again, person's this meeting had, should have yeah. been had at the studio. The point is, she's a terrible guardian. <laughs> yes. She imparted no Pretty useful much. knowledge yeah. on them no. until after they needed it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. They that turn happens into, in a lot of movies, by the way. I know. Yeah. They turn into Siegfried and Roy, fight Robert Patrick. Well, can't just kick him around for a little bit until whichever one has the power to take over, I guess it's Mark Costco's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goes into his body just as the police chief comes running in and has him write out a check to, to the police precinct for Well, he beats himself up for a while. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> why are you hitting yourself? Yeah. yeah. To which everyone's like, ha, ha, funniest thing I've ever well, seen. Well, he's doing it with a big Mark DeCosco's grin on his face. Yeah. <laughs> so he's enjoying it. So it's this weird visual of happy Robert Patrick beating the fuck I out of I wonder if himself. it's like if, if they let Robert Patrick do the impersonation of him that way with that. Because earlier on, like when he was possessed but when mark dacascos was possessed by robert patrick he was doing a lot of eyebrow raises yeah, yeah. and like they both did to do- like dacascos did a good job of imitating yeah. robert patrick and yeah. robert patrick did a pretty good job of imitating mark dacascos yeah. Yeah. Thought- they probably hung out for a day watched yeah, each yeah. other and were like hey mm-hmm. oh you do that thing okay i'll do that yeah, yeah. but anyway I, this is what i'm saying i think the people in the movie are hearing Robert Patrick's voice, even though Mark DeCoscos has possessed him, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the police chief busts in and he's like, hey, Captain, <laughs> here, let me write a check. And I don't know, he's got some kind of pocket check printer thing for yeah. the future. It's like a betting slip generator. Yeah, is <laughs> yeah he gives him a Kino ticket. And yeah. Like, he's like, here's $127 million. He's like, I'm not taking a bribe. He's like, not a bribe, arrest me. <laughs> and the chief's so like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so he does and puts the cuffs on him, and Mark DeCoscos apparently, you know, Patrick Swayze's out of there. And <laughs> And then it's like, oh, and so he like wakes up and he's like, what? No, no. Give me back that check. Give me nah. back that check. Nope. He says about three times. And then he's like, his final line is, if you he think goes, I'm evil, why do you get a load of my lawyers? Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Oh, and he just, that's the animated gif of this movie is him just <laughs> maniacally as they're putting him into the back of the car. Just, yeah. Ha ha. I'm and evil. I don't know, a little bit more Siegfried and Roying and mm-hmm. oh, it gets weird. It's weird between well, the brothers at the very end. Yeah, and then Adobo Bobo wants to drive the car around. Like, he's like, ah, oh, guys, I want to be friends. Let me drive. <laughs> I drive car. So they all get in the back seat. Yep. And then he's like, ha, 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 drive. 
And then they do their last scream. Mm-hmm. And well, that's because they look at the camera. Um, well, because they think Mark Dacascos and um, think Scott Wolf is possessed. Yeah, they him. think I, Scott Wolf. I is guess possessed when they're together, the they can switch powers. I, I don't know. Yes, because it was Mark Dacascos doing the possessing earlier. Now they think Scott Wolf is. Oh, possessed see, I didn't him. even get. Th- I thought they were just like, "Hey, a Bobo, come drive no, our car." No, they thought Scott Wolf was inside a Bobo, being goofy or whatever. Didn't pick up nope. on that. Maybe they can't switch because because he either. pops like he pops up out of the back of the trunk like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" <laughs> and they're like, "That's when they scream like, "Oh no, it's actually a Bobo. We're going to uh, die." Okay. Ah, movie over. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Credits. I think that much. Up. Yeah. Sense. Okay. Great. Picked it up. So, yep. That's Double Dragon. Mm. <sighs> did you get all that? All right. In summary. I know I did. The 90s were good times. If you didn't like the 90s, you like garbage apparently. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. This was made this in movie. the 90s. Yeah, I know. So was. I'm I am very conflicted with the rating on this movie, honestly. Okay. okay. I want to say, I will say the third act and some of those nice touches that are in there helped pull this back up. And I think I'm going two jocks. I had a lot of fun. I, I hate, that's <laughs> the funny thing. shit. That's wow. the funny thing is I hated so much of this movie and it made me so angry but there is so much like stuff that pushes over where it's terrible and suddenly like a Bobo crying <laughs> and like Mark Dacascos doing Robert Patrick impersonations yeah. and just Robert Patrick throughout mm-hmm. pulls me into the two jocks realm. Okay. I should hate this. Yeah. But <laughs> it, 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 it crested that hill and then became fun for me. But yes, yeah, so, like through about, the first hour of this movie, I was in solid like three, four bags territory. Hmm. I, I would, but then totally eventually it won me over. I, I, I don't know how. I thought you were going to light me on fire when I was thinking about giving this movie jocks at all, because this movie is pretty fucking terrible. Oh, it's, it's exquisitely terrible. There's a lot to really not like about this movie, but I was like, okay, there's two screen filling explosions. Mm-hmm. There's Robert Patrick mm-hmm. doing his thing. There's Alyssa Mulatto, and yeah, I, I like, and then, but then, like, Scott Wolf is like, like, all those things are like, all those are like Jock's things. And then there's like, Scott Wolf is like a minus two or three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, He's pretty terrible. And then, like, I, I think I, I think I gotta go with the, like, I gotta go with one Jock's. Like, that's, that's the best I can average out of all that. Like, I, I recommend this, but like, barely. Like, <laughs> I always want to go higher because if you could make like a, a clip show of this movie, it, it's great. Like twenty minutes, thirty minutes. There is there is twenty or thirty minutes of greatness in this movie. Yeah, what oh, I'm I, saying whoa. is this movie. <laughs> you have to let that. it win you over. Yeah. If if you if it if you can't make that leap, then you're gonna hate this thing. It's definitely a a movie that you need to watch with some sort of modification to your chemical balance. <laughs> Um, you can see that, whichever whichever your you know your poison is. Um, but if you can if you can let go of the bullshit, it's definitely a two jocks movie, um, and that is what I'm going to give it because I'm going to just pretend that I was half drunk watching this movie. <laughs> um, but Robert Patrick is uh, a national treasure <laughs> and is worth two jocks on his own, and a screen filling explosion is all always worth a jocks as well at least. Um, the other horse shit um, knocks one off of there, but it you can definitely have two jocks worth of fun out of this movie. All right, how many bags is it, Chuckles? I, I am amazed. I, I really did not think that that's where this was going with everybody. I can't believe we're all in jocks territory. 
and we're not because I'm giving it three bags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, Chuck. Robert oh, wait, Patrick. Wait, 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 wait a second. This says Astagnus. You love Astagnus. No, I don't. Oh, you, oh, you do. <laughs> no, summer. I don't. I, I love... You I do l- Pinball Summer. No, no, no. I love when you guys hate an Astagnist, and oh. no one was really yelling at Scott Wolf like like I was. <laughs> I was rooting for Scott Wolf <laughs> so what you're to get saying punched. is you're the ultimate Astagnus, because you feed off of our misery on Astagnus. Touch it. You're like yeah. Astagnus Prime. <laughs> yes, that's right. I have the All Spark or whatever uh, yeah. of Astagnus. The, the Aspark. Aspark. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. So three Should bags. Get a shot. Yeah. yeah, three bags. Uh, Robert Patrick gives it a jocks. Obviously, um, the rest of the stuff gives it a jocks. So that brings it up to three bags from five, okay. where wow. it started. <laughs> oh, jeez, sick burn. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I thought you were having more fun than that with this than your rating suggests i have fun with things but it doesn't necessarily mean i like them yeah sometimes i laugh because it's it's easier than crying <laughs> bobo no like movie <laughs> yes All right, i am the bobo of the show let's let's take a break because we oh, really need God. All right, welcome back. Hey, hey, hey. Well, let's talk about some movies. Okay. Let's get some th- through some movies relatively quickly. Why don't you start? I will. <laughs> I, I saw a brand spanking new movie. Congratulations. Uh, Next, I saw the Veronica Mars movie, ah. and so I didn't go to the theater because you don't have to. Ah. It's reasonably priced to rent in the comfort of your own home. Ooh, uh, <laughs> you still get- less than the price of a movie tickets. So I don't understand that. Usually, when they try have tried to do these simultaneous like before on blu-ray rentals they're usually more mm-hmm. uh this was like a seven dollar rental on itunes and i was like i would pay that much for any movie ticket anywhere even matinee so i'm not yeah. going anywhere so i basically marathon season three because i never finished watching it and i couldn't remember where i stopped on mm-hmm. season three so i had no idea that that show literally got canceled like they were setting up storylines and it was like okay we're done now Kind of, kind of thing. Like I, I thought they had some fair warning that it was getting canceled. Nope. No, it was just like we're done now. And like that, was, I was like, oh, that was the last episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> so movie doesn't necessarily acknowledge that. I mean, it does a quick little wrap up, kind of more for people who probably haven't watched the show since it was on, because I would say that this movie is not something you would ever watch if you haven't seen the show, all of the show, because the show has always been a very self-referential. Let's talk about things that happened last season or the first season kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the movie is not like like when they made Serenity for Firefly, you could watch Serenity without ever having seen it. They crafted that as a well, you know, well-made enough movie to be a standalone thing, hoping people would just be like, "What's this sci-fi movie? Let's go see it." And this is very much a fan service continuation story thing. I don't know how much enjoyment you could get out of the movie without having seen the show, all of it. All right. Makes sense. I mean, they they made it for people who wanted to see it. Right. So. It's, I mean, <laughs> Kickstarter thing. It was like you paid for this. Here is more of that, so uh-huh. we can kind of wrap this up. Maybe. Um, I loved it. I mean, as someone who liked the show, I thought it hit every point it needed to hit for a kind of wrap up continuation kind of thing. It was clever. There were little nods and references where they needed to be. Uh, I 
I just thought it was exactly what something like that should have been. Um, again, it's not as approachable as, like I said, I, I think the Serenity movie has, I mean, that's the only other thing I can think of besides like the Star Trek movies where it's like a canceled thing that here's more of it mm-hmm. because people ask for it. There's not that many examples of something like that. Right. Um, so do you think there will be another I or do you think this is it? This is probably it. I mean, they could because, I mean, they leave it open to further adventures could happen, but not needed. I mean, it's it's in that territory of, I hate to say it, but like fan fiction now. It's like, she's back and could do other things. Yada, yada, yada. Keep going if you want to. So, you know, but I mean, people show up like more famous people um, than, I mean, the show always had people show up here and there as guest stars, but they get some pretty decent ones for the movie, even for brief moments. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it something that they could then use this to then generate an, enough interest for it to come back on television? Or is everybody too big for that now? I, I don't know if you'd get Kristen Bell back for a regular okay. TV show at this point. I, I don't know. I mean, she's not a huge star, but I think she's well enough known, mm-hmm. well enough known now that it'd be like, do I really want to do a TV show kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Right. Why not? A lot of people, I mean, you know, a lot of movie stars are going to TV now, so I... Why not? It's not. It doesn't it's have a that regular st- paycheck. It does, yeah, it doesn't have yeah. that stigma of like, oh, you're on TV. Pfft, you know, anymore. I don't. I don't. Well, know. and so many shows are going to shorter seasons as well. Yeah, I think that's that's a big part of it because it's like when you you know like back in the '90s, it was a 25 episode season, and it's like, you know, if you were on something like X Files, it was a grind where it was like six. 14 hour days in a row and you get a day off and then crank it back up the next, you know, a day later. And you're doing that for six months. Well, I think, know. I think most shows it's, are like that now, but they're just, yeah, some of them but have it's just, the shorter seasons. But. Yeah. Now it's, now you're not worrying about a 25 episode season. You're worrying about yeah. a 13 episode season, yeah. but you have I mean, a, even freaking 24 is only doing 12 episodes. Yeah. Well, you've also got more ensemble shows now. So like yeah. one person doesn't have to carry the whole thing so they can like some person will work three days you know, and shoot scenes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's possible. I mean, I don't, this movie seems impossible to lose money given how little it costs. I mean, really the Kickstarter paid for it except for marketing mm-hmm. is what I read. I mean, so 5 million or so for, has there really been much marketing anyway? Mostly internet, I guess. Yeah. Or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's, they kind of know who their art, who their audience is. Um, it's, it's just kind of one of those things that it's, almost impossible for it to lose money. It'd be really difficult for it to. Whereas, again, to go back to the comparison, Serenity, the, Universal was like, okay, I think they I think they tossed more money at it than they probably should have for what it should have been because that was still like a $30, $40 million movie. Mm-hmm. And so it... No, they still had effects that they had. Yeah, it, it's... Stuff. it's it I don't all, see Veronica Mars... It did all right, CG. but it's not like, oh my God, keep going with this. This is a cash cow kind yeah. of thing. you know. And yeah. Plus, you know, Fox was never going to give up the lucrative DVD rights. I mean, they're never going to give up the Firefly name because they're still selling DVD sets and they right. never will give it up. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's possible. They could test the waters with like an eight episode series or something like that and see if people are into it. But yeah, I mean, Netflix original I, series. I don't necessarily want to spoil who shows up, but I, I will spoil one because yeah, just because it's like, <laughs> if, if, if you're going to have a, a Hollywood person show up who seems to be good at, being self-referential mm-hmm. these days and showing up all over the damn place, who would you pick? Maybe someone who goes by their first and last name always. James Franco. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. Then <laughs> points to him over there. Good job. Thanks. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. There's there's some interesting bits. I liked it. All. Okay. But if you haven't seen the show, don't bother. I would not. Okay. I mean, but go watch the show. I mean, oh, that's the recommendation, really. Wow. This is the this is the cherry on top to the watching the show. Mm-hmm. Ah, the denouement. Hey, the show has Richard Grieco show up in it. So, <gasps> well, <laughs> I'll be right back. Man. Uh huh. Uh, what? And Harry Hamlin. <gasps> Wait, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> oh, I could keep going. There are other people that'd be like, "What? No, no, stop." Anyway, no need, no need. So I watched the movie. All Did right. you? Yes, new to Blu-ray. Ooh, new. I Ray. watched Thor: The Dark World. Thor in 3D, no less. Ooh, yeah. You watched it on your third dimension television. I did. It was fun. Did you watch that through your PlayStation 4? No, no I did not. Because what the shit. Yep. But uh, Thor: The Dark World. That movie is pretty darn average. <laughs> like, how average was it? That movie feels like like all the other Marvel movies. You know, there's some I like more than others. Iron Man two, in hindsight, is kind of a mess, but it leads into other things, and it feels like it's going somewhere. It has momentum. This movie feels like well, it's been a couple of years since we had a Thor movie, so we need a Thor movie, and it feels like they're just biding time and filling stuff in and here's Thor and he's the same Thor that he was at the beginning of the movie and he's the same Thor at the end of the movie and he's Thor (laughs) and and the threat is like it's it's weird that the scale of this movie is like they're you know they're basically like the entire universe there are seven dimensions and blah 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 and they're all intersecting at the same time and they're all under a threat and this is huge. This is the worst thing that can happen. This is calling the Avengers big. Yeah. That's the stupidest thing about yeah, it. Yeah, this is like the multiverse is all going to collapse in on itself. And this guy wants that to happen because mm-hmm. he existed before the universe existed and blah, blah, blah. And it just never feels like it's that big a conflict. Like by the end, it feels like he's only got like 20 guys following him. And Thor's got to fight those 20 guys. And that's about it. It's just, it's very weird how this movie like gains scale and loses it because there's a there's a whole spaceship invasion scene that is very star wars prequely like there's no other way to describe it and it looks really pretty and like the design of the ships is really cool they i mean they do a lot of fun stuff with it mm-hmm. and that's the thing is they they make a really good looking movie and they have set pieces that should be more fun than they are and i guess it's just like I guess Thor just doesn't appeal to me is what I'm realizing. I mean, I, I liked the first one. I didn't really think it was awesome, but there's some good occasional humor in it. You know, it was the fish out of water thing. They got a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah. This one, they don't have that as much, but they do have some very small touches that are really good that Thor does. But whenever Kat Dennings is on screen, holy crap, go away, girl. Just (laughs) get out of this movie (laughs) because nothing you're doing is working. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's bad. She is, like, incredibly bad in this movie. And I think that's, with her, she hits one pitch, and she's using that pitch (laughs) through the entire movie, no matter what the line she has to deliver is, and it's going to be about here. And that's kind of how it feels with everybody. They've picked one pitch, and that is what they're doing through the entire movie. Hmm. Like, nobody has any development or anything. Nobody goes anywhere and does anything different, except for Loki. Because when Loki shows up, that movie's great. 
That movie is fun, and it seems like somebody's in it having freaking fun. I think Tom Hiddleston just really, really enjoys playing Loki. Yes. Yeah, and once he shows up, it's like, oh, yeah, this movie's interesting again. Like, cool things are happening. I'm enjoying watching this. And then he's gone again. And it's like, that really should have been, like, stretched out for the entire movie. Like, you should have gotten to him quicker, and you should have kept with him longer, and, you know... But yeah. is it, they is don't. It, what does it say that like the next Thor movie should just be a Loki movie? <laughs> like the Adventures of Loki, often cross uh, dimension. Thor, yeah. the Adventures of Loki, <laughs> <laughs> a Thor don't. universe movie. <laughs> yeah, don't put it past him. I, oh, I'm, yeah, and Stellan Skarsgård's character is just like reduced weird. to goofy weirdness. It's really strange, considering like that this guy was presented as a super genius in the previous movies, and because he's been possessed by Loki and Avengers, suddenly he's Absolutely insane and goofball and just, I don't know. Is he Dr. Arkham now? I mean, is he just goofy yeah. crazy? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's I think that's his biggest crime is like what what I enjoyed about Iron Man 3 coming out of the gates as the first post-Avengers movie is it was like that shit was dark. Like half of New York is dead and it fucked up Tony Stark. And, yeah. you know, this is a dark post, you know, craziness of that. And Thor comes along and it's like, wee! <laughs> that shit was fun because well, we're gods. We don't care. He <laughs> gets yeah. to go back to Rainbow Bridge Land and well, you know yes, hang out. But, with the say, Star like, but, I mean, even the even the Earthlings <laughs> are like, well, whatever. That was I mean, like one reference to it. Natalie Portman punches Loki, which mm-hmm. was like great. That that works well. You know, he's he's, yeah. he's skinny, just, but he's still yeah. a, a lot of people don't like, <laughs> A lot of people really hate Iron Man three, and I can kind of understand why. But to me. At least that movie's doing something. It's doing something interesting with the character and going somewhere. This movie does nothing interesting with anybody in it. It's just time for a Thor movie. Got to make a Thor movie. Checking off the boxes of, well, it's the, we haven't had a Thor movie in a while, so we need a Thor movie. And it just doesn't feel like it's moving anything forward as far as like their whole universe goes, where they've been pretty good about that Yeah. in the past. And maybe that's why Iron Man 2, despite being kind of a mess, still works because it's like, all right, because you've got, okay, you've introduced this character and you're doing this. And, you know, the only thing that technically moves forward is the mid credits teaser, which if you don't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy, you're just like, what the hell was this? <laughs> well, I mean, the problem with that initial run of movies was that it was all building to the Avengers. Then you had the Avengers. And now the movies that are coming out, like I liked Iron Man 3, but there were several times in Iron Man 3 where I was like, why aren't you picking up a phone and calling the Avengers? There's shit going on. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to deal with but it. I mean, I understand you would the, have to pay for the cast. I know. Of the I mean, I understand. I understand both the reasons in our world and in the movie universe world. But it just seems like, OK, we hit that peak of the Avengers and now everyone goes off to do their own thing. And it's like, well, there's no logical explanation as to why you're not picking up the phone and calling your buddies. Well, that's why I like that one, because it was yeah, like, Iron this Man is something 3. he could deal with himself. He didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. I but mean, Thor is like, it's literally like. It's like extinction level event across seven planes. You know, like all, okay. all, all why are existence. you the why are you the only one fighting it? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Mm. And the villain is just very uninteresting. Yeah. Anyway, and they have Mister Echo as a sidekick, and I didn't realize it until I saw the credits. That's a shame. Yeah, because that guy's awesome, but they, like when I don't even know it's him. Yeah. But at least Idris Elba gets something to do this time. Yes. Yay! I like that, and it's pretty sweet. Okay, good. Yeah. Then I will see it. Yeah, I mean, there's good elements. I can to it. it's loan just, it to you if you like. Overall, it's just like, mm, yeah, okay, yeah. It, it's just good. it's it's a it's killing time. Yep. Sadly. Cool. 
Uh, so I saw two other kind of new movies. Is that mm. are we down to those? Sure. All right. Yeah. So I was I was looking at the list. We were talking about oh, how many Best Picture Oscar movies have you seen? And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I've actually seen a lot more than I thought I had. Um, I should catch up and at least see the best ones, and then maybe I'll see the nominees eventually. So I fired up Argo and was like, I I want to see Argo. Let's see this, and it's good. But I mean, like. Was it really the best movie of that year? Like, it, it's just like this is good. I kind of. I don't even think. I don't even now. think it's Affleck's best movie directing wise. No. I mean, I thought the town was way better. Um, yeah, it's just. I, I think it's one of those movies where it's like ah, historical thing. Yay, America, sort of that we can't talk about. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the weird thing about it. It's, it's not like it's like this proud moment we all remember. It's this thing that got revealed that actually happened many years later. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the strange thing about it. I, they nailed the period of it. Yeah, oh well, yeah, they did. Like I mean, they really, it really looked authentic and felt authentic. But yeah, by the end of it, you're like, that was really good. I don't know if that was great. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I mean, that's the thing is like, even years before, I was like, you see it, it's like, okay, I at least see why this was up for even contention, sure. and I, and I'll accept it winning. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like, was that even like one of the ten strongest movies of the year? Really? Like that, that's the way I felt about it when it was. It might have been a weak year. I don't yeah. remember what else was up against it, but so yeah, it, Zero Dark Thirty up against it. Oh yeah, might might no no Zero Dark Thirty. That I was a couple years before. Did not win or no? I don't know. I thought Zero Dark Thirty won. No, it didn't. Hurt Locker won. Hurt Locker was two thousand nine. So yeah. Definitely. Okay. Well, I, so I went back to the year before because I was like, that's the other year I didn't see, and I finally watched The Artist. Ooh. Um, on Netflix. Um, I I didn't realize that's on Netflix. Yeah. It I is. might have to attempt to watch that. <laughs> okay, so I, I I knew very little about the movie other than it was. I thought it was about making silent movies. I didn't realize the idea was that it was a silent movie. Um, so there's like once that fired up and I was like, really? That That, that is what we're going with. It, it It's going to be a silent movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, at first I was like, God damn it. Fucking hipsters. Like, I just, <laughs> like that was my first initial reaction. And I was like, okay, I have to, maybe I have to get over that. Cause like things that were going on and, and the, authenticity of people's facial expressions even when they're not making the movie inside the movies are very spot on to silent film acting Mm -hmm. that like once i kind of went all right that's this is what it is let's just watch it by the end of the movie it's like it's really damn charming and i and you and it's hard to like it kind of melted away my cynicism by the end basically like i mean dog isn't it God damn, that dog is so good. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go as far as people are like, give that dog an Oscar. But <laughs> that's a damn good performing dog on, on screen. Like, I, it, it's weird because the dog just follows him everywhere. And to the point that I'm like, there's points where he's walking around in, in, in L.A. and everything. And I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking like a normal human being. I'm like be more careful with your dog, man. That dog's going to get run over and stepped on or something. <laughs> I'm just like, so I felt, I, I found a lot of myself watching the movie, like in fear for the dog, like thinking modern movies, like something bad is going to happen to the dog by the end of this movie or something. And of course not. It's, no. it's all happy, happy. In the You're just thinking about dogist, aren't you? I am. Oh. It's trained you to oh. think that the dog's going to die. It is. It's Pavlov's movie. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> But no, I, just by the end, it's like it, it kind of melted away my cynicism, and I'm like, yeah, this movie's really charming. Again, I don't, I don't know, best picture, but definitely worth a watch. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a, it's been a strange time for Oscar winners, and 
I mean, Hurt Locker was like the last one I was like, fuck yes, this movie. Um, definitely. And like everything after that, I was just like, okay, I guess. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, I like King's Speech and I was surprised, but really, best picture? I don't, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, King's Speech artist Argo, I'm like, yeah. Hey, really? Argo was up against uh, Django Unchained, Oof. Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Lang's Playbook, Zero Dark Thirty. Okay, so Life of Pi, I, I would put that above Argo. I mean, I know a lot of people are like mm, about that movie, but it's far more interesting than Argo. It's it's more unique. Maybe I mean maybe it's too gimmicky. Like after the artist, like maybe they're like we kind of gave it to a gimmick movie last year. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Well, I mean, I liked Argo, but if it was up against Django Unchained, or holy that. God, Django Unchained, way up here. Yeah. Like, yes, fuck yeah, best picture of that movie. Yeah, but Django Unchained is not a movie that the Academy looks at and goes, oh, yeah. I know, but I'm just saying. It's basically you're, a black you're lucky Christoph Waltz got an Oscar. <laughs> I know, but I'm just yeah. saying, you put those two movies on a list, I'm like, yeah, Argo was pretty good. Django Unchained, fuck yes, that movie. I mean, I don't yeah. have anything bad to say about that movie, so. Yeah, I don't, I mean, Zero Dark Thirties. It's good, but it's it's not as good as the Hurt Locker. I mean, mm. Zero Dark Thirty has that like you're kind of cashing in feel to it yeah. a little bit. I mean, by the end, it's like fuck yes, this movie, but right. I don't know. Hurt Locker is just straight up damn good. So speaking of silent movies, all right. Um, oh. a few weeks ago, I watched what I believe is the first silent movie I've ever watched, um, a Buster Keaton <laughs> flick. <laughs> um called Steamboat Bill Jr. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to... I didn't really know what to say about it, so I kind of held off. And there's a certain charm and whimsy that the these the physical comedy, black and white... Well, they're all going to be black and white if they're silent, but um, silent movies have to them that somehow, even though everything is... Everything is extremely dated about those movies. Um, somehow, still holds up really, really well. Just as you know, sixty-five minutes of Pratt Falls, and I was just in stitches watching watching that thing, and it kind of makes me want to go back and pour through some of the others because I haven't seen obviously any um, <laughs> that I can remember. Um, but, I, I think well, if you're going to do that, I think Chaplin stuff holds up better than Keaton stuff. Why is that? It's it just some. It, there's there's almost more of a gimmick to Buster Keaton stuff, like a more visual mm-hmm. style, whereas there's more of a storytelling element going on with the with the Chaplin stuff. Like we see City Lights, which I think is probably my favorite Chaplin movie. Um, that one's really touching, like surprisingly so. Hmm. Like. You wouldn't think that a movie that old and that out of touch and and out of the sensibility that we're in now could be as endearing as it is. But that movie's great. Um, well, I I think good stories hold up. Yeah, you know, and it's it's hard to argue even even if it's the word is timeless. You know, some things yeah. are are just timeless. Um, you should probably watch the movie Chaplin, the Robert Downey Jr. movie. Not that that's a great movie, but see if that kind of... Because they do recreate some stuff in that, and it may mm-hmm. spark your interest in like checking some of that stuff out. Plus, okay. it's directed by Dr. Hammond. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to, to Chaplin. Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that scene. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was the trailer. <laughs> he just walks out on screen, a little animated. And it's actually just having a, it's it's just just DNA. Going, da, 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 da. 
We could get the rights, but yeah. I can hum it. <laughs> I can hum 12 seconds of it uh-huh. before the lawyers come out. Um, and then the T-Rex eats them. <laughs> exactly. Dinosaur. Um, dinosaur. <laughs> Dino DNA. Sea <laughs> chocolate. Um, I was actually having a conversation about how one should never, ever, 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 ever disrespect um, Jurassic Park ever today uh, with a coworker, and um, I hope you set that coworker straight. No, he was like, "You're not disrespecting Jurassic Park, are you?" And I'm like, "No, never, oh, okay. ever, okay. ever, um, <laughs> even under duress." Um, but I, <laughs> no segue for this. But um, I saw another black and white movie. There um, you go. I saw. Um, 1964's Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. And I've been trying to gather thoughts on this movie because it is supposed to be some sort of funny. Um, it's of an era. It is. And I, I think it's really hard in a post-Cold War era to appreciate that film for what it was back then. Um like it's so dry. I mean, it can, is. It is, but it's also like there are also things that are obviously meant to be f- funny, and I just didn't like. I not much got a laugh out of me. There's there's one line that um, that actually got a, a reaction out of me, and uh, that was, um, "You can't fight in here. This is the war room." Mm-hmm. Yep. and that was the only like joke. Everything else is just kind of. Satire, like it felt a whole lot like uh, like Catch Twenty Two, only very specific to a time period and yeah. sort of unavailable to a person my age. Well, it's a super um, serious subject matter. That's the problem. It, it's yeah. grounded in this horrific possible event, right? And but, so, I, mean, but <laughs> I can laugh at just about anything. Um, it was just, it was just strange, love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's the '60s equivalent of Wag the Dog. It doesn't like necessarily translate to like comedy. Like people don't see Wag the Dog and be like, ha, 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 political satire. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I can remember laughing way more during Wag the Dog than yeah, than I think I some, ever would. Some good sure, funny um, bits in Wag the Dog. And there's some kind of like there's. There's some humorous imagery in this, you know, but I just really couldn't like it. I watched it and I didn't dislike it. It's just, it was just hard to kind of get anything out of it necessarily. Um, I did really, I did really like Peter Sellers. Um, Which one? All of them, all three of them. And I hadn't realized it because I hadn't really looked it up before I started watching it. Um, And I, I, nobody had ever told me and I guess I'd never read that he played three roles and I was fairly pleased by his ability to maintain three distinct characters but I, I don't see any any necessity for it you only have to pay one guy yeah <laughs> yeah 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 cost saving but he was he was a know. super talented dude it, I mean really was, super fucking yeah. talented um there's no reason that I think it needed, it would have to be changed, or I, it's not a detriment at all. It's just confusing as to why they would, yeah, why they would do that, except for you know, pragmatic reasons. But it, it, it's, look for a movie called Failsafe. I was about to say that okay. might be on 
Netflix. I don't know. Um, it is it is the serious version of that movie. Yeah. Came out I think almost the same year. Taken from the same book, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, they made a TV version. Watch of that it one. Some years the later. Yeah. 90s. The, the TV, TV vo- is not bad. The t- yeah. yeah, the TV version is not bad because it's an interesting. It was like a live mm-hmm. yeah. event. Well, so they was did. the original one. They, they were like, we're going to do it. If we're going to remake it, we're going to do the same thing. We're yeah. going to film it in like one yeah. take minus commercials. But yeah, if you can find Failsafe, it is it is the same subject matter, but done with sort of like a, you know, not kind of jokey, but super serious. Hmm. I, I don't know why I'd need to see it to see that necessarily. You don't have to. I'm just saying like, since you've seen this for an interesting perspective on the mindset of that era, and it's a really, really good movie. Oh, okay. yeah. That one has like is Henry Fonda in the yes. original? Yeah, yeah. It's like full of good actors. Yes. Even if you can find the the '90s one with George Clooney, it's pretty good. Yeah. And one final thing, like I don't necessarily understand. Like I understand that there was some subtext of like Nazi scientists working for the U.S., you know, and developing the bomb and on and on. Mm-hmm. But I didn't necessarily understand the need for them to push that through the Doctor Strangelove character so heavily. Eh? It, was that just, is that all the commentary there is on that? Or? I think we, I, I think, if, correct me if I'm wrong, I think like that kind of knowledge came much later or, or was pretty yeah. new to them. Like we just assume that's common knowledge of Oppenheimer and everybody working for us to develop the bomb. But I think in the 60s, that wasn't, well, I mean, like it was like America did that. America's yeah. best. We built the bomb. And it was, it like, was well, kind of this sort of like expose really. of, you yeah. know what? We went and grabbed the smartest Nazis and put them to work for us. And that's yeah. kind of gross. Yeah. So let's make light of it to bring awareness of it. Yeah, I got you. that sort of. I got you. Yeah. Well, nobody was mad about Werner von Braun. You're right. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the guy that gave us the electric razor? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Uh,. <laughs> The electric razor no, and the Saturn the V van. rocket. Oh. The what? The van. Vaughn. He invented the van. The Vaughn. Vaughn. Van. Vaughn. Vaughn. <laughs> the mini Vaughn. Mini Vaughn. Mini Vaughn. That's his Vaughn. kid. That was his kid that did oh, the mini Vaughn. Oh, it was yeah. the cargo yeah. Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> no. God. That was his wife. Okay. <laughs> so, emails. Uh, do we have those? Yeah. Let's let's do that. We got a couple. Uh, we're running a little long, so we'll only do a couple of them. But, uh... This one's from Yuri. It's hey, pertaining Jerry. to March to Costco's. Hey, okay. that's a thing. It says, uh, about that DNA recommendation I did a while oh, back. DNA. I actually rewatched the movie, and it wasn't how I remembered it. <laughs> I think it might have mixed uh, two or three movies together in my head. The movie was still good, and the Predator ripoff stuff in the jungle was just as great as I remembered, but pretty much the whole Monster Lucid research facility stuff that I was sure was in this movie was from another movie. <laughs> and now it's driving me crazy because I can't remember what movie I'm mixing into this. Oh, well, not a lot of man-to-man stuff that you might be wanting after Scorcher either. But watch the trailer. The trailer is so bad that it's good in itself. And he sends a link to the trailer. Do we want some man-to-man stuff? Well, I think he means man-to-man. Mono-y-mono. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't understand the literal translation. we got a little bit of in Double Dragon. Yeah, there was some some man-to-man. There was more man-to-jump-on things. There was (laughs) mono-y-mono and mono-y-milano. Yeah. He signs off something and something like the something. Good. I don't know what stuff he's referencing. Never it's, read anything like that in any of our emails in the past. He's like, like the bird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and crash and burn maybe. Woo. Yeah. He's just. Oh, so, oh, oh, like something yeah. and something. Yeah. Because yeah. so, people were like slash and turn and. Yeah. And we uh, we had an update from uh, Scott Two, aka Scott from Delaware. <laughs> 
But he says, uh, April Fuel's revision. Okay. He says, hey, cast people, S2 again. I didn't realize April was already spoken for when I proposed April Fuel's. How about you do it in May and call it an April Fuel's prank? Or perhaps Car May DM? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll all agree, Death Race 2000 with David Carey. <laughs> <God. laughs> you can't just... You can't just- Gloss right over Carmadium. Oh, Carmadium. So good. I, th- <laughs> I think you'll all agree Death Race 2000 with David Carradine and Sly Stallone is a perfect Banffcast movie. Unless, of course, it's on your how have you not seen that list? In which case, here's a chance to cross it off. I also think Hooper would make a great candidate for the show in spite of what Chuck says. Plus, it sounds like nobody really likes him anyway. So fuck that guy and his opinion. <laughs> no offense, Chuck. Personally, I think you're okay. And I'm sure you're a wonderful individual. Nope. As an added bonus, Need for Speed will probably be in the cheap theaters by then, and that looks like it has Bamcast written all over it. Mm. Anyway, something to think about. We don't have I'm off to get <laughs> I'm off to get the oil changed in my Ford hatchback, FYI. An escort service isn't nearly as fun as you'd think. Scott <laughs> 2 away, hand-delivered electronically. <laughs> nice. So I think uh, if we're going like to do uh, Car May Diem, mm-hmm. it has to be things that are only on Blu-ray so we can seize the ring. <laughs> wow. God yeah no. ah, on that note <laughs> people all of you we got dude we have another email that we can read to get away from that all right <laughs> all let right. me see which uh i'm trying hurry I'm, up my brain's melting yeah i've got <clears> some <throat> that are like all right quick one from uh bergier b-i-r-g-i-r burger i don't burger bergier sure. i'm saying burger burger jerry and burger i I will be corrected soon, I'm sure, with another mm-hmm. email. But uh, anyway, he says, if you guys ever decide to do another Cynthia Rothrock movie, I'd like to suggest picking Guardian Angel from 1994 for the simple reason that the movie wastes no time getting to the action. And for that reason alone, it's awesome. Anyway, Crash and Burn and all that, sent from my Amiga 500. He did send a link to the trailer, but apparently, like, this movie starts up and never stops. Okay. So we, we have And we no... do need more Cynthia Rothrock. And we need one that actually has her in it, Cynthia unlike... What was it? Honor and Glory? Yeah. There's another one of those too. There's like I think there's an honor and glory, fortune and glory, two. or something. Yeah, there's yes, hope and glory. It's weird. So many of her movies had a sequel, like one sequel. Mm-hmm. I, uh-huh. They probably just filmed it back to back and then yeah, stuff. But yeah, don't know. We have not banished her from the show. No, oh, no, we just haven't no. had another theme month where she applied. <laughs> she is a Bamcast yeah, favorite. To, yes. Oh yes. We just need to do more of her movies. We need to do a movie so, with her in it. So I say, Guardian Angel will be the next one. Sounds good. So say we all. So we <laughs> so got more, we but yeah, we'll save them. We got a, there's a there's a few April related ones, so we'll save those for next week. Yeah, as we wrap up March to Costco's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess DNA will not be on the slate. Dino DNA. Well, there's only one more week, and we know what's. Yeah, I think we know what the next mm-hmm. one yeah. is, and I'm sure 50 people that have requested it will know which one it is too. So everyone's gonna get what they want. Enjoy. So, BJ, yes. would you like to let our wonderful listeners know how they can get in touch with us? Oh, please, can I? You can. Oh, thank I you. I suggest you do it right <laughs> now. Just this once, though. Yeah, just... All right, all right, all right, all right. Check it out. Go to bmfcast.com. Look on the right-hand side. There are a bunch of buttons. Those are how you interact with us socially. It's got the YouTubes, the Facebooks, the Twitters. You can also check us out through iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review. I'm doing hand motions for those of you who are listening <laughs> instead of watching. There's also a donate button. Um, we are we are but poor working men who uh, live for nothing but to please you. Um, 
with our sounds in your ears. So if you have a few spare shekels, uh, send them our way. We would appreciate it. And um, after that, the only thing you have to do is call the Garfield phone. 9105-DOCS-BMF, 9105-569263. Call him. We haven't had a, a Garfield this week, have we? No, not this week. We ran out of time. He just rang and we cut him off. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. Call in for next week. Keep yes. it short. Keep it awesome. Yes. All those things. All right. Let's get out of here, shall we? Please. Yes. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. Bamcast Out.